Hey you. I'm Conor McGregor. Yeah, you. There's only one man I want to fight. It's the one and only, ladies and gentlemen. It's Floyd Money Mayweather. I'm ready to shock the world. I'm knocking McGregor the fuck out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the time of one minute five seconds in round number ten. Our referee stops the contest. He is the winner by way of technical knockout and still undefeated Floyd Money. Wait, before you do that, I need to go and shut my TV up. My TV's on in the emergency. Well, that's good. Uh, leave it on because. So Simon's in Houston, there's terrible <laughs> flooding, and this guy wants to turn off any sort of communication he has with the emergency broadcast system so he can record this podcast. That's how long it's been since Simon's been on the podcast and how serious he's taken this appearance. And funnily enough, the fight that he criticized the most uh, is the one that he returns for to discuss. Um, <laughs> also, um, let's start the episode. Welcome back. We have Fred and Simon on to discuss the fallout from Mayweather McGregor. But first, the thing I wanted to discuss is how bad do you feel for Cocaine Guy? Oh, I never, oh, I just saw a clip of that. I yeah. don't know. You do cocaine, someone's going to catch it. Well, not always. I mean, how many business people in America are doing cocaine in bathrooms across the country and not getting caught by people? This dude is basically on the front page, number one on Reddit. Uh, acting coked out. I mean, it's a shame. Can't decide whether he wants to put his hat on or not. <laughs> Sorry, I have no idea who or what this is. Oh, really? You don't? Okay, I'll send it to you. Uh, and we'll get your, like, legit first reaction. Uh, uh, okay. Take a look at that. Am I, am I looking at a video or a GIF or what? Yes, you are. <laughs> thank, thank you for answering that, as uh, I'd hoped you had. Yeah, so so what's the context here? There's a guy that's well on coke, like, fucking around with his hat. So what what is, like, the, the significance to this? Uh, reached the number one uh, spot on Reddit. On oh, what uh, sub? Uh, funny. Oh, that, that'll explain it. And um, now I'm sure, I'm sure he's been spotted and identified for the world to see. Hmm. You, you hope that he, um, whatever his profession is, it's one that are kind of like, meh. Because, like, you know, he's not hurting anyone. He's having a good time. He's, he's doing some sniff. And, Stock uh, trader on Wall fun. Street? Sorry? Stock trader on Wall Street? Possibly. I, I mean, is he? I don't know. I mean, I'm no, guessing. No, I think he's, he, he's involved with boxing. He's, he's got a foothold. I think I think doing cocaine is probably the least of his. Yeah, uh, that's actually uh, part of his job description. Minimum. Yeah, that's it. It's in the contract. Like, they have endorsements. Okay, let's let's start. Let's start and do what everyone else is doing. Let's give Conor McGregor some credit, okay? So, <laughs> Conor McGregor stepped into a boxing ring against the greatest fighter of our generation, and he looked okay. He did well for himself. He lasted 10 rounds. Um, he threw punches, and you know what? He took it on the face, on the chin, more, more I mean, in many, more ways than one. And um, he got stopped on his feet, went out like a warrior. I mean, where should we start with the credit for Conor McGregor? Or are you going to disagree with me and say Conor McGregor deserves no credit, no credit for getting in the boxing ring? Fred, let's start with you. Me? Mr. Uh, McGregor himself. <laughs> okay. You're the I UFC guy here. This. I love this. Uh, I'm not a UFC guy. Quit that. Uh, I love this fight. I loved everything about it. But uh, McGregor... <laughs> deserves no credit 
<laughs> the oh, guy had no on. power. <laughs> no, like I loved every single minute of this fight. It was hilarious. Floyd just messed with this guy unbelievably. Like he had no power. Like, did you notice that when he landed that big, huge uppercut, Floyd just reset and didn't even care? And that was his big power punch. Yes. <laughs> it was all arm fights. Right. He, he, Gregor deserves credit for being able to uh, strong arm the UFC into giving him this fight. That's what he deserves credit for. And convince I, I boxing fans that. to buy it? Uh, no, no. Like, everyone enjoyed it. You know, like I was in a bar and everyone there, like there was a lot of McGregor fans. There's actually a few like more uh, Mayweather fans than I thought, but everyone loved the ending. Everyone, they were excited about the ending. How much there was, was the guys cover? Turned, what's that? How much was the cover to get into the bar? Uh, no cover. No oh, cover. Oh, wow. Canada. Yeah. Way to go. They never, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, he deserves credit for getting the fight, but, uh, well, I'll let Simon give his take and then I'll do whatever. <laughs> then then you'll counter much like we saw last night <laughs> well I, th- I think there's more about you know uh the whole the way that his camp ran the whole training that should be talked about but it, it is far like I'll, I'll give mcgregor credit for uh getting all right we're just warming up so yeah simon go for it yeah i, I um thing is kind of interesting the way that the uh reaction to it's gone i expected way more um people coming to the conclusion of like it got stopped badly the referee fixed it for Mayweather Mayweather was losing every round and had to get rescued by the referee and you know credit to the McGregor camp I've seen very little of that they've been really well behaved but I think the the kind of um the common narrative of like oh didn't he do well did he's a good boy didn't he do well is kind of like I, I think if he'd have got knocked out in the second, people would be saying, wasn't it amazing he survived the first round? Like, there's always going to be something to, to clutch onto. Like, in terms of, like, did he do better than expected? Um, not from my perspective. I Like, anyone who asked me my prediction on this fight, I said, McGregor takes a round or two early in the fight, then gets totally outboxed and ends up quitting in his stool around nine. And uh, I wasn't a million Close. miles away. Close. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good prediction. Um and then that's basically what we saw. We saw someone who had a lot of nervous energy. He um, was really wild in the first round of Mayweather, just turtled up and watched and got the timing down and kind of looked in to see what the, the strategy was. And then he was kind of um, out of his depth the rest of the fight. And he kept like um, going for like reverse hug clinches things and hammer fist and like... The he, hammer fists were amazing. It looked like one of his key strategies was um, at some point try and apologize. And while you're doing an apology, punch him in the face. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old um, Maidana. Like the reverse Ortiz um, uh, <laughs> ploy. You, it's you like wanted... it was planned. Like that was a, a, a critical part of the game plan, I think, um, because he was so ready to pop that off. And when people are critical of um, like the, the kind of dirtiness, people are like, ah, oh, well, Mayweather is too. And it's like... I mean, in that fight, he wasn't—he didn't do anything too egregious, as far as I can see, with, with uh, the way that Mayweather approached it. Not that he hasn't done cheap things in the past, like he definitely has. Um, <laughs> but you know, one one bad turn doesn't you know justify another. I don't think anyway. But I, I, th- I think that um, the response seems to be overwhelmingly positive, and that's got to be a good thing. It's got to be good that so many people had fun with it and enjoyed what they were watching. Um, so you can't hate on that. But I, I don't think it's fair to say he did better than expected, and I don't think it's fair to rate his chances against anyone competitive in the division because I think that what you saw there was Mayweather having a lot of fun and um, kind of 
approaching the fight less clinically than he does normally. And you can say, oh, that's age or, oh, that's ring rust. But I mean, I, I, my particular take on it is that he just took that approach because he felt totally safe. Right. And that it, it, it was very clear to me from the first combination McGregor threw. Oh, okay. He, he's actually not setting his feet. He, there's no power on his shots. And, um, you know, you could say that's Connor not really understanding boxing footwork and a, a, another part of it. And you can't say it's McGregor every single time because McGregor's the guy who's in his first fight ever uh, in a boxing ring. Um, this, a lot of that's attributed to Floyd, the way Floyd was moving. And he was flat-footed and shelling up the whole time. I mean, he literally gave away the first round. Like, And I'm very, very confident in saying that Floyd knew he was going to carry him. Floyd knew that he was basically just going to let this go four to five rounds, let McGregor think he's having to go, and then he knew McGregor would fade, and then he, that would be his opportunity to stop him. And he'd make it go as long as he can, make it as entertaining as he can. And this is an interesting thing that I didn't even think of, but my girlfriend mentioned, because this is literally the first fight she's ever said, I think I want to watch this. She said, um, maybe Floyd, but she hears a lot of like Floyd talking because I'm watching stuff. She says, maybe Floyd was just trying to make up for the Pacquiao fight because nobody liked that fight and he wanted to make it entertaining. And a lot of people, I mean, yeah. you look on the, the, the sub, they said this was a really entertaining fight. And maybe that's what Floyd was doing because it's clear whenever he wanted to do what he wanted to do, he did it. He said that in the post-fight like, presser, and you don't know whether that's true or not, or whether someone said, hey, you can claim this now because it was entertaining. But he, he said that his plan going in was to make up to people for their perceived lack of entertainment in the Pacquiao fight. I don't think he used those words, but he effectively you know, conveyed that message. Yeah. So, um, Fred, you were saying before, uh, when, we, when we recorded not too long ago, people think Connor's like a dummy. And he does not know what he's doing. Um, what's your take on that now? Like, I want to hear specifically, strategically, on a technical level, what did you see Connor doing? Would that have worked in the UFC ring? And ultimately, what did you see Floyd doing? Uh, Strategy-wise. <laughs> okay, like I said, I, I want to be clear that I, I'm not negative on the fight at all. I loved it. Again, I'll say this. But what it showed me is what I saw in the training camp is that McGregor's team has no concept of what they were doing. And like his, his, his punches, like he had, there was no connection between his lower body and his punches, which is like, you know, the boxes, but in boxing, you know, of course, everything starts from the legs and there was no connection. He was throwing arm punches. There was nothing there. Floyd, as we said about the way, like you said, your girlfriend reference, this was a fight for Floyd to leave the lasting memory in people's heads is him. Uh, taking out a guy like at a TKO a stoppage because you know with the Berto fight people said oh it didn't make enough money and you know it was like a, a payback for the Pacquiao fight and people were disappointed and this is Floyd's way to just he made everyone happy he took out a guy and he was never in trouble and and, and well if if McGregor better never go near a boxing ring again unless it's against Polly who has oh, no power because because he'll get because uh, I think there's yeah. a strong chance he does, though. I think that we very likely see McGregor against another top we're, tier. We're going to talk about this later, guys. But I, I just want to say for the record now, I strongly disagree with you. I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree with you. Go back I mean, to the strategy, though. Go back to a year ago. I said that this fight would happen, and you said no, it wouldn't. So no, maybe. I thought McGregor didn't want to get embarrassed, but. Hold on. Let Fred talk about his strategy. We got a whole list of things, including McGregor's future in a boxing ring. 
I have no idea what the strategy was. Like it, it, it showed that they didn't try to train in every. They're, they're in telling any you to evacuate, Simon. No, that's my phone. Sorry. Oh. That's you that. know, I have all the emergency alerts firmly switched <laughs> off. Absolutely, no one can contact me. Yeah, it, it's 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 uh it's, it's I have no idea. It, it, it proved what I thought is that uh, going into this training camp, they thought McGregor could just uh, will himself to win. And so his coaches had no concept of, and they didn't even come in with any outside boxing person, you know. Except and Paulie, that's what it showed. Deshaun he had Johnson, strategy, you know. That's it. Uh, oh yeah, but that, that's the sparring part. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, the only guy with any uh, boxing history was his cut man, you know. His his head coach is a jujitsu coach. His uh, striking coach is some uh, like uh, Roddy something. Yeah, yeah, Owen Owen Roddy. He he doesn't have a real boxing background, but like it basically was we'll put Connor in there and he's gonna make magic happen, <laughs> and it just it looked like a guy who didn't know what he was doing. It, like it basically Floyd, uh, like do you guys think that Floyd couldn't have ended that fight anytime he wanted to? I think he could. No, have. I, I I don't think he could have. I I put my um opinion out on the subreddit when someone was saying that. Um, I I think that Floyd's never really been a finisher and. Floyd's always about the kind of surgical picking apart of somebody and then they eventually collapse on themselves. And that's that's what happened. And I think that if Floyd tried to stop earlier, it wouldn't be Floyd anymore. That would be a different fighter. That's not how he operates. Well, I I think there's... So we should change what you said. The, the Floyd money Mayweather is not a finisher. Pretty Boy was able to finish. No doubt about that. And, but that was to, also but like 15 years ago. I he was ago. a finisher. Uh, I'll dispute you on that one. I think, um, but I agree with you. He wasn't going to finish him. He got him. more, of course, but his his style has never really been there's a, finish oriented. There's a difference between a finisher and somebody who could stop someone, um, like with one punch or something. Like a finisher yeah. means, you know, you got your guy hurt, he's done. He's not fin- seeing the end of the round. And mm. um, obviously, Floyd's not done that in a very long time. Um, and he hasn't even really hurt anybody in a really long time because that's just not been what he was going to do. I think in this fight specifically, I don't think he could have finished him um, like literally, okay, he's not getting out of this round. I don't think he could have done that. But the process of breaking him down, I think could have been implemented and McGregor would have been done within a, uh, a couple of rounds at any point in the fight, including the first. Yeah, yeah let me rephrase that a bit. Do you think uh, Floyd was having trouble with McGregor, or was he toying with him until McGregor was like tired enough that Floyd could just shut him off? Yeah, I, I think that he was going at his own pace and having a great time of it. Um, like, I, I think that he was just going average pace, and I think that he could have tried harder, but I don't necessarily think it would have been like, this fight's over when I want it to be type thing. I think it was, I'm just going to have fun, do things my way, and you'll fall eventually. So maybe he could have put a bit more effort in and made it a bit quicker, but I don't think that he had um, the sort of level of control that it was just over whenever he wanted. Here's Here's the thing that I'll bring up. So... I think a lot of people, in, in the crowds especially, were fooled by what they were seeing in that there was a lot of cheering for any time McGregor mounted any sort of offense, right? And in the past, we've seen Floyd Sr. respond to that in the corner and say something to Floyd if he felt that maybe it was getting a little too competitive and that Floyd would need to do something to make sure it's a lot more obvious that he's winning the rounds. And... We didn't see him do that at all in this fight, even though I'm sure, and Showtime muted the, the, or significantly lowered the crowd mics, which I noticed pretty early, um, and 
it, I don't think we heard what it was really like in the arena if we were watching on pay-per-view. Um, but there was no point at all where they experienced or they, they expressed any sort of concern over scoring, winning rounds or anything like that. It was more like, we're going to stop them. It's just a matter of when we're going to have to go after him. And clearly, the, the game plan was, we know he's going to gas. We know he can't last... 12 rounds so when that when he starts to gas is when we turn it on and till then floyd just cruised yeah i'd go with that and, and like i said i was in a bar so i could i couldn't hear the audio that well like except when you were doing fight. coke in the bathroom yeah exactly when i was doing laurels there but yeah yeah you could see that uh senior he just he wasn't concerned at all like from what i could see like he didn't care normally if he thought floyd was taking unnecessary punishment he gets on him because he's like saying don't be dumb we, like you're not here to get hurt, but they, they, yeah, they, they basically were just waiting for McGregor to tire. Like he started breathing heavy in the second round, McGregor. <laughs> he did. Like he was already starting to miss, and he was feeling his, you know. So yeah, I, I agree with that, Floyd. It was they were just stretching it out and saying, you know, let's let this guy gas completely out, so I don't have any risk. I guess maybe on a, on a fluke shot, and then we'll shut it down. Yes or no, I wanna, guys. I want to. I wanted to pick you up there because you said let Connor gas, and I think that there's a kind of misnomer going around that people are saying that it was Connor's fitness or cardio that let him down. But I think that that detracts from um, the work Mayweather did to cause that gassing. You know, he was working the, the body consistently. Right. Yep. To, Second to, round. He, he, you know, it's what he does. He causes that gassing rather than, and you know, Connor was saying, "Oh, I wish I'd done heavier sparring in later rounds to get me ready." And the thing is you would have needed to endure the kind of punishment that caused that gassing rather than, you, you know, the, all the fitness in the world isn't going to help you if you've got someone that's working the body at will. I don't no, know. I, I, I agree with that. I'll say because like there was a spot early on in, in the, uh, maybe the second or third round. I can't really remember. I was out drinking. So, but uh, McGregor was throwing his punches and, you know, the, the, the guys beside us were big UFC fans and they're saying, look at how brilliant, you know, McGregor's doing and even my brother who doesn't really follow boxing, he's just sort of like giving me a side eye stare because we're laughing. But McGregor or Floyd shot one body shot in there, and you could see McGregor felt that. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. So, right so I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying McGregor tied himself up, but that's Floyd's thing. Like Again, he's, like Floyd, he's taking all the air out of the guy because he's hitting him with those little body shots. Like everyone's going, oh, you know, he's giving him trouble. He's giving him this. But Floyd only had to fire one body shot in there because that's all he wanted to do because he's like he's taking the guy's energy away. Yeah, right. It's again, it's we have to give the credit to Floyd because that's the guy who knows what he's doing in there versus basically giving Connor the, the, the out of like, oh, he does gas. But Simon, I don't know how much you've seen of McGregor's fights in the UFC. Probably I've seen not. exactly two. Okay, and I, I will say McGregor's stamina, even for somebody who doesn't watch a ton of MMA like myself, I can see this dude has problems with his stamina. So the, the, it was just a bad strategy of not working your stamina, not working on surviving possibly to the 12th round, and, um, and and not even he he didn't even look like Gamboa like he didn't have four rounds of fury in him he had a round and I saw from the opening combination he was throwing arm punches like Gary Russell Jr. <laughs> would would have been proud of Conor McGregor. <laughs> um, but all right, let's move. Or actually, um, did, one yes or no question, guys, because I have another question on strategy I want to ask, but I don't want to forget. Did at any point in the first three or four rounds? Did the thought occur to you that this is staged? Yes no, or no? What? What? Like, it, like it looked no. fake? No, no, that's silly. No, right. no. Silly I, no. I think it's it is what people like. A lot of boxing people have been saying 
this uh, McGregor is completely out of his depth, and Floyd can just Floyd just knows boxing too well, you know. Like, and that's 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 what it was. It wasn't staged. It was Floyd just knowing that he could just take this guy. Like you said, he's not going to lose the fight. You know, he's going to tire him out. He's going to tire out anyway because McGregor, when you throw and miss, it, it's a bit different than MMA. Like because they don't throw as much and miss. It's usually they they're not used to that. They're not used to how tiring yeah, it you is. Can't do that in a in boxing MMA, match. Can you? Yeah. What's that? I think uh, the guy, um, their expert MMA guy, was saying how when you throw and miss, you can't do that because it leaves you out of position for other sorts of things. I mean, in boxing, too, when guys throw and miss, they have to stay, basically, um, they can't score up when they miss. And in MMA, more specifically, if you throw and miss, you're open to getting kicked in the head or something. Yeah, the, the takedowns and the kicks and everything. But so they're a bit more selective when they do, especially if you watch McGregor. He's, he's, he's more selective of when he throws. But in boxing, you can't really do that against a guy like Floyd. You're gonna have to try to try to get Floyd moving a bit. You know, was, which is, was this the most active you'd ever seen McGregor, or aggressive you'd ever seen McGregor? Oh, I I don't I can't even recall. You know, Surely no, it's I, not just, comparable. Yeah, it's 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 not really because, like I said, boxing is a completely different style because you you got to be a do put a bit more work in it. Boxing, right? Yeah. He seemed overly like um like he. It's weird because a lot of people were saying before the fight that who would be the person to lead because Connor's a counter counterpuncher as is Floyd. So who would take the lead? And it was very clear from the opening bell Connor was going to lead. I mean, Floyd somehow forces everyone to do it, and he did it. Or I mean, until yeah. later when he decided he was going to walk him down. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he took credit for making Mayweather quote fight like a Mexican and he means you know trade more and open up but I think like it's weird to to brag about you know I was so bad at boxing that he felt like he could do whatever he wanted wasn't Simon. that good of me Don't yeah he was backpedaling the entire fight which kicking I found him when funny. he was down he's like you know this isn't MMA. Like, McGregor's 20 pounds heavier than Floyd it's and... not kicking him. It's just trying to put a, a finer point on the fan reaction and kind of like sort out what what happened. Because you know, th there's some bizarre like rhetoric that goes around, especially with something that's as big and popular as this. Like, um, I don't want to talk for too long, but two w really weird things I saw. The first weird thing I saw were people saying that memes will affect the outcome of this fight in the way that they affected brexit and trump's presidency oh, i was gonna make that and joke like, that's so absurd like you know me memes can potentially influence public perception which could influence a vote i guess like there's a kind of logic there but influencing a sporting result because of cartoon on the internet is like really silly like that, that you know and you can say oh, those people are joking but like, are they? Are they all? Because some of them are worded really sincerely. Yeah. That's and then the stupid. other one that was weird that I saw was someone said, "I hope McGregor doesn't win because it will empower white nationalists." And it's well, like, what? what? <laughs> this has nothing to do with white nationalism. I mean, like, I guess oh it's my God, true, stop. but why? Why? Why is that a topic of conversation? I, I, I literally mean, I, I, I'm being honest when I say I, I see the, the logic you could have in saying that, but what does that have to do with anything? It's um yeah it's a bizarre one it's just it's just bringing random so so when we talk about like uh, whether it was something that McGregor did to make Mayweather fight more competitive like I'm not kicking McGregor but I am um, kicking his pants trying to straighten the audience reaction out a bit because there's just some bizarreness going on. All right, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. There's a bit too much of this. Oh, McGregor did a great job. Like like I said, we don't because I enjoyed the fight. 
it was hilarious. But this idea that oh, McGregor saved face, he got toyed with. Like he's a grown man, and like this is one of the best strikers in MMA who got history, toyed right? with. Yeah, I don't know about history because that's all goofy. But yeah, he's currently. I'm saying like he's knocking guys out in MMA. Like he's just cracking guys' heads open. Uh, but he got walked down by a 40 year old guy who weighs 20 pounds lighter than him. And he did the whole fight, like, because he's, he's backpedaling and Floyd's following him around. And w- when have you ever seen Floyd really track a guy down like that? Like, right. not ever since the Pretty Boy era. It looked like he forgot how to cut off the ring. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how long it's been. I want to ask you one thing, though, just to kind of put something in context. Um, Alvarez and um, Aldo, how good were those fighters that um, McGregor, McGregor essentially he beat up both of those guys? How good were they? Without talking uh, for like ten minutes. Oh yeah, okay, very brief. Uh, Jose Aldo was very good. He was undefeated for I think ten years, but he also had a lot of injuries there. But the big issue with Aldo is what happened in the fight. He always let his right hand drop. You know, like he's always open for that left hand shot, and that's what McGregor saw there. Like he was a very good fighter. Eddie Alvarez, uh, I think he was a little bit older, and like uh, he's more of a wrestler. And for some reason, he tried to like fight with McGregor and that's he lost that much like I don't know his his strategy was a bit off there but uh, but I'm not saying you know I'm not I'm not gonna run down McGregor like he's very good in MMA it's like he's proven that you know although but again if you watch those Nate Diaz fights whenever the boxing exchanges started to happen uh Nate Diaz was out boxing him so so you think it, Diaz should fight a, uh, a boxer now maybe Mayweather <laughs> no I don't think any I think this fight no, that, that's silly MMA guys, obviously. Yeah, MMA guys shouldn't fight uh, in boxing. We'll it, talk more about that later. So I, I, sure. I have a different opinion. Um, one more thing that doesn't make sense on a technical level. Let's try not to spend too much time. But like I kept hearing throughout the lead up to this fight that Connor should mug him or maul him or pull a Jeff Horn. And my question is, why did anybody think that would be a good idea? And what did people even mean? And you know what? Connor had his opportunity. He got inside numerous times, and he was the one holding. And what did he do every time? He held, pivoted to the side, and smashed Floyd on the back of the head like he was, you know, trying to kill ants on Floyd's forehead. What was he, like? <laughs> what was the real strategy that people were thinking of when they said that he should maul him, like the way Canelo mean, did? That that's not someone that's invoking a strategy. That's someone saying. Oh, what he should do, right, is just like fuck him up. Like it's not, it's not um, appealing to a certain style or technique. They're just saying he should punch him in the head well loads, and like it's not, it's not coming from a point of reason or rationality. It's just a, a sympathy of he should just be really aggressive and punch loads. No, but this no, actually, that's an opinion that I actually I think I, I said I said he should be like Horn because the only thing the only chance that he had was like if he had a chance at all, was to find a way to get Floyd to use his legs a lot because he's an old man, so his legs are going to tire, and try to crash him, maybe try to elbow him on the inside, slip a few headbutts in. Like I said, that's, I said it because that, that's, the only, that's the only way I could picture him having any success in this fight because he wasn't going to box because he tried to box and it was a joke. So, But yeah, like I said, the, the only way he could do it is, like, is just try to mug him, you know, try, try to keep pushing him because he was like a bit taller and he's heavier. But like I said, it's not a winning strategy. I was just saying that's about his only shot is to try to like maybe catch Floyd with an elbow that no one sees. Someone in his corner 
had obviously watched a load of Klitschko fights and thought that he knew what he was doing because he kept Im- uh, urging him to cause clinches and lean on him to tire him out. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> what he was trying to do? That's what one of his um, cornermen said. I, uh, I've rewatched it a couple times and I can't remember which round it is off, off the top of my hand. It's like maybe round four uh, during the break. One of his cornermen says that you need to tie him up and lean on him to tire him out and eventually he'll gas. Oh, Connor, well, did, did Connor say anything about like, hey, man, I don't really have the energy to do that right now? Well, see, that was a buildup in the fight, too. They're saying, well, Connor's got an advantage in the clinch because of MMA. But the but you saw when they did clinch, Floyd was winning that pushing match. Right. Well, Connor yeah. didn't land any punches on the clinch. You know, you can punch in clinches. And what Connor did each time was he tied up both of his hands. Both and arms, when yeah. he would get a hand free, he, he smashed his head. Like, with I don't know what the, the hammer fist, what they called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hammer fist were they were great. Well, and well, yeah. are we going to talk about Robert Bird? Uh, I think no. he was super lenient. Like um, super. Yeah, yeah. It's an like, understatement. He he could have taken points like like at any point Come at on. all, but way Bird earlier. Knew like this wasn't going to the cards. Yeah, I, well, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it would have. McGregor would have had to pull a knife and stab him for Bird to take a point in that fight. I kind of wonder though whether there was a briefing of like. You know, don't worry about me if he's, you know, don't, don't, you know, take points or get too involved because people are just going to hold it against me. Just let him do what he wants and I'll find him. Possibly. My <laughs> that, that's a joke. I don't upset. sincerely think that. <laughs> she was like, he, he's doing it again. Because, you know, she, you know, the commentators obviously said, laughed about it the first time. Like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. That's a hammer fist. He does it <laughs> yes. again. And like after the third or fourth time, she's like, he's doing it again. And mm. I was like, yeah, um. It's it's well, funny because in the all access they try to work that stuff out and there was a moment where um, uh, Joe Cortez was like, "Are we gonna have a better session than last time?" He's like, "Remember <laughs> when I tell you to do this, you have to do this, and all of this stuff." And uh, it seems like they didn't work on that. Well, see, that's 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 what showed me that uh, Floyd wasn't worried about any of his power because if he was hitting them, he was getting some rabid punches in there. If that would have really been hurting Floyd, he would have started turning it on a bit sooner. But I think even the even the fouls, Floyd wasn't bothered by. All right, so let's move on. Um, on the whole, I think this was good for boxing because the fight was perceived right, rightly or wrongly that it was competitive. That McGregor made a good showing of himself. That he um, wa- did win some rounds, not a lot, but he did win some rounds, and that he didn't look. I mean, he wasn't knocked out in one round. He wasn't put to sleep, and he stood on his on his feet. It was so a lot of comments are saying. It was a fun fight to watch. And Floyd did, I think he did make up for the Pacquiao fight. He gave fans what they wanted to see. He got hit a little bit, wasn't hard, wasn't hurt, did get hit a little bit. And he went after somebody. He, he wasn't hiding behind his shoulder the whole fight, wasn't making a miss, wasn't moving much. Um, and he was the aggressive one. And I think boxing fans got what they wanted in that Floyd won. I think MMA fans got what they wanted in that Connor looked decent. I guess um, he looked competitive. He looked like a guy who, you know, deserves some credit for having the ball step into the ring and then actually throw punches and let his hands go. Cause we've seen guys get in there with guys that are much better than them and they don't really throw punches. They're just kind of intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and he didn't get knocked out. He didn't get outclassed in that way. He got outclassed in the way that you expect a guy like Floyd Mayweather to outclass Conor McGregor. Um, so for you guys, what do you think? How do you think, um, the public perception, or well, do you think it was good for boxing's perception in the public? Yeah, I see. 
Earlier this week, I launched a YouTube channel with a video talking about whether boxing's dying or not. And uh, the conclusion in that video, if you've not seen it, I say that it's not dying. It's doing very well, in fact. And I made that fully prepared for um, today on Sunday, there to be a big boxing's dead outcry from people that were annoyed that McGregor didn't win. Um, um, sadly, that didn't happen. I mean, sadly for me, it's good for the sport and for the fans that it didn't go that way. So I'm really happy that that's happened. But I, I fully expected there to be a kind of really salty outcry of like boxing's dying, boxing's dead, etc., etc. And we've not seen too much of that, which means that the fight was a success in the sense that people seem to have really enjoyed it. The perception, I'd say probably 90% of what I've seen has been positive about it. There's a very small fringe element that are complaining, but they're, they're definitely in the minority at the moment. So I think I think it's a, a good showing for the sport and for its fans. Yeah, I, I think everyone had a good time and, and they enjoyed it. And of course, like you're going to find writers or other people like who call themselves purists. They're going to try to chip away at it. But I, I think it, it McGregor came out looking good. Like he'll be able to do whatever he does next. And he's still maintain a lot of his fan base you know like people aren't going to laugh at him really because they're going to go oh hey he gave it a shot he looked decent and then floyd shut him down like you know it, it wasn't a, a brutal beating you know like and he didn't look completely stupid to the average person you know right if, if he, like you said like floyd was never in trouble so there's that but i, I think it salvaged everything and you know uh, i think everyone had fun especially the you know, the bar i was at everyone was cheering they loved the ending mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i asked my girlfriend after the fight and this is literally the i think the first fight she's ever said expressed any interest in and actually watched and she said i asked her did did you like the fight she's like yeah i liked it so i mean she's like obviously super casual and those are the kind of people that are are the interesting ones to um to kind of get their read because they don't know what they're watching they don't know what mcgregor's doing they don't know what floyd's doing and they have no benchmark for what a boxing fight is supposed to be other than what they see in movies yeah and if somebody's entertained by this from that from you know from that realm of uh you know a viewer that's good that and i think boxing and i said it you know earlier it's good boxing fans are happy mma fans are happy and basically um what you should not be happy about is steve farhood's five to four card does anybody want to take a chance describing or explaining that to us? Come on, Simon. I didn't I have the audio. To. I I didn't have the audio, so I couldn't see why he was scoring that way. I couldn't hear why. Like I don't know. I, I kind of like Steve Farhood, maybe Me just because the way he talks. But I, I usually he like seems to he seems to be a bit better. But yeah, uh, you could you could give some of the early rounds to McGregor just because Floyd wasn't throwing any punches. He like gave him the eighth round. round. Oh, he gave me, yeah, like I said, I wasn't paying attention at that point. You know, like <laughs> he, gave McGreg- he gave McGregor one, two, three, and eight. And eight is the crime. That's the one that, like, cannot be forgiven. Um, and and I, I think, like, to contextualize what, in my opinion, happened, Showtime have, like, looked at it and thought, you know, Floyd's not going to be boxing again. We're not going to earn a buck off him in future. Connor has popularity and, you know, win or lose, he might oh, fight again, maybe win. on our network. So against let's pull him over. Against Polly. 
Well, or whoever, it doesn't matter. But the point is, they <laughs> were very poly. pro. They were very pro Connor, and so they were talking themselves into reasons why things were actually good. Like, oh look, you know, the way he's getting punched in the chest, that's going to really hurt Floyd's hands over time. And they're like trying to make up reasons why things might be going well. And you know, you you can give one, two, and three. I really disagree with three. I think two was a split round. So I, you know, I only gave him the first round. Two, I can see an argument for. Like, if you want to say I gave him the first Agreed. two rounds, it's like, okay. Three, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think you know what you're doing no. at that point. And then eight, it's like, nah, get out. Like, you just can't be here anymore if you think that he won the eighth. Um, so yeah, well, the, the first team, round. You were on. saying Bernstein and Polly got into some big argument. Oh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Oh, okay, but, okay, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 the scoring, it's, it's just like, no, I don't know, maybe. But, yeah, Simon says that about because, you know, UFC's looking – to, for a new TV deal, and Showtime used to air MMA, so maybe they're like, "Hey, let's let's give this guy a little bit of shine, and we might get in on this uh, action." Okay, for the Polly fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course, Polly. Yeah. And you heard that here first, by the way. We were talking about that on the podcast last time, and like literally the day after, all the stuff comes out about Polly, and we start hearing that they're angling for that fight. That was oh us. Polly for sure yeah Polly that's why he kept talking Polly definitely because that's what Polly thinks he thinks Floyd or Connor's not going back to MMA he'll stay in boxing and so of course Polly was trying to hey I'm the villain let's let's settle our differences because Polly mm. wants the money so okay well the it's ridiculous utterly ridiculous to think that Connor won anything after round three I'll give you one just like Simon said and two I I can see an argument that you could make but I don't think so because. Floyd landed three or four hard right hands to the body, and Connor landed Pauly type of punches. You know, pity patter, like, you know, those are shoe shine mm -hmm. punches. And he did, I mean, obviously those are supposed to score, but you have to weigh that. When you're watching a fight, you have to weigh the effectiveness of the blows. And you cannot sit here and tell me, like, with 100% confidence that Connor's shots in the second round had more effect on them than the right hands that Floyd landed to the body. There's no way. I'm not hearing it. And yeah, so after that, he didn't do anything. If On a fan card, you could give Connor two, but a guy like of Steve Farhood's background, it's, I don't know. That, yeah, that, that's, that's... I mean, he routinely turns in terrible scorecards, so like, oh. you know, it's, not, it's not out of character. I, I, I'm not going to let you say that. Farhood <laughs> is a very good judge. I mean, remember, during Mayweather Pacquiao, he he's the one who told... Well, he didn't say it to Harold Letterman, but he said it out loud. Fans at home, you have to remember, score the fight with your eyes, not your ears, not your heart. Because um, Letterman was already trying to give uh, Pacquiao every single round. And it's like, dude, that's, that's not what we're watching here. Pacquiao mm. had one flurry in the second round. He's done nothing the previous rounds. And I think Farhood's turned in scorecards I agree with, but... A lot that I haven't. And well, and it's it's worth saying that no judge that, with the exception of Letterman, but no judge that we've seen on TV and Jim Watt that we've seen on TV, <laughs> other than Jim Watt and Harold Letterman, consistently deliver scorecards. There. I mean, even the judges. I I you know I write out and I research these judges for every big fight, and I tell you what I find. Very few times do I actually see a judge where I'm like, oh, this is a red flag. And even the ones that there are red flags, it's not like they're bad. It's just, hey, they have a couple of things here that are a little suspect. But on the whole, 80, 85% of the time, they're on the money. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, th- I mean, the three judges we had good judges for this fight. Robert Bird, a good referee, uh, but that five to four card is. I mean, maybe he. I don't know. I think you're right. He was probably you, there. You can disagree with the scorecard, though. You can say, you know, I didn't quite see it the same as this judge. It was a little bit different for this judge. But sometimes there's scores that it's like, no, unacceptable. You absolutely cannot have this. You know, there's often times where I'm not quite in alignment with what the judges pull out. But I can see how they got there. I can't see how they got to 5-4. Like, that one just doesn't work. Like, you can't get away with it. Yeah, that's that's just silly. So, um... (laughs) I guess it's a good transition now. Um, well, let's just say this. Um, Simon, only you can really answer this, but do you think that Showtime in general was trying too hard to sell McGregor? Well, no, because people really enjoyed it and people are showing positive sentiment about it after the fact. So, you know, if anything, they've done their job well. I think in terms of like, see, there's there's the side of boxing that's about the sport as a competition and there's the side of boxing that's about the popularity media the showmanship of it you know the entertainment venue and showtime's first um interest is in the showtime like uh, entertainment value of the proposition and so by kind of giving fans a warped perspective that makes them think it was closer than it was and more exciting than maybe it was and, and tenser than it was it enhances the entertainment value and the cost is that the comp- like the competition of the sport is degraded slightly and that's the trade off that they make and they they choose to make that so like i don't i don't necessarily think that's the right way to go about things but there's a positive outcome to it too so it's not all bad when they give people the wrong idea i i think it's actually appropriate when you're in a fight where the outcome is very predictable otherwise what do you what are they going to do they're just going to circle jerk over mayweather's just going to knock him out at any point there's nothing to talk about it's not interesting if you do that it's mm. not interesting for them to talk about and it's certainly not interesting for fans who may not feel that way and a, a vast majority i mean if you look at any of the polls all the polls were like 60 to 70 percent of people saying that they thought mcgregor was going to win so why sit there and basically make them hate and be miserable listening to the broadcast <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're just going to say oh wow may mcgregor uh no zip on his punches gassed already only round two <laughs> can only yeah. imagine what's gonna what this is gonna look like in five minutes yeah there's there's a balance to be struck i think uh in a fight like this yeah like i think simon covered it you, you got to keep some of the the uh, entertainment value up as long as you have someone sort of countering it and sort of saying hey let's not get too carried away especially after the fight Say, come on, Floyd was in control of the fight. And so. that brings us to Pauli Molinaji. At yeah, one point in the fight, this, he, and unfortunately for you, I, I'm, we're going to have to look at it, and we'll probably insert it right here then, actually. He got into a shouting match with Al Bernstein. Simon, you heard this, right? No, I didn't. At what point was this? Oh, my God. I think it was in round seven or eight. It was late in the fight, and um, maybe it was nine, actually. It's It's late. Beginning to speak of some volumes, I think, much slower to start the round as McGregor again attacking the back of the head of Mayweather. Yeah, he can't turn his back to his opponent. You can't do that. Yeah, but Connor's one stepping around. He can't turn his back to his opponent. He's not turning his back, guys. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Sorry about that. Sorry, Paul. Connor's stepping around. And it's allowed. Don't get me wrong. It's allowed to step around. Well, but it's Connor stepping around. Turn Floyd's up to me. Burying his head in his hands. That's putting his back to the guy. Come on. You know, 30 seconds gone in the... And uh, the, I, I just really wonder what that uh, conversation afterward was like. Because I've, I've, I've literally seen those two um, at fights, you know, in the back. 
having heated discussions about whatever, you know, not heated, but like, you know, these guys get into it a lot. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. they have great chemistry on camera and they get into their, you know, discussions on whatever topic. I, I mean, I heard them discussing like communism once. <laughs> well, Paulie's a Trump supporter, so it's probably a, that's what most of their fights are coming from. Yeah, it, it's. I think that's healthy for a broadcast as long as you have that. But I, I don't know. I think Bernstein, it's just like the scorecards. You know, at that at late point in the fight, you can't be making a sales pitch for McGregor. It's like you can you can sell him early, saying, "Yeah, hey, this guy's doing pretty good. He's doing this, and that." But those later rounds, no, it's like Floyd was cruising. You know, you, you can't make an argument that McGregor's giving him issues in the eighth or ninth round. It's just mm. it's nonsense. Do you guys think that Floyd would get the same credit Connor got if he went into um, an MMA fight and it was kind of like? a reverse of what happened. Maybe he lasts like three rounds before he would get tapped out or something. No, if I, I don't know if Floyd lasted, if Floyd made it a few rounds, it, it depends. It depends. Like I said, this is the thing about this event. Cause like there was so much, as you know, from following on the forums, there's so much pre fight anger, you know? And I think the reaction, I think people were expecting, like even Simon touched on that. You thought after the fight, there was going to be this, you know, just rage, but I think everyone just went, Oh, that was fun. And now it's over, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it it shows. See, I think what's important to focus on is the sentiment behind what's happening. And people love McGregor; they enjoy him, and they want him to do well. It's like you know, the, the the fame that he's garnered comes from a place of love, and that means that when he doesn't win, people are looking for ways to p- prop him back up and say, well, at least X and at least Y, because they're trying to do him a favor because they like him. And so no matter how badly he did, there'd be people scratching around for something to talk you know, positive about because they love him. With Mayweather, the fame that he's garnered is um, a large part hate. You know, he's, he's drawn a lot of derision on himself deliberately to make him a profitable fighter and to get people to watch. But th- that has the opposite effect that when even when he does really well, people are looking to hate on him some more because their their interest in him comes from a position of hate and so that's why i think that if mayweather went into mma and won uh, an amazing victory he should have no business winning not saying that would happen that's ridiculous but should that happen um people would still be saying well that's not actually good because of x or he just did y and people are always going to be trying to knock him down a peg because his fame is based in hate whereas uh, mcgregor's is based in love do do you uh, I don't know that uh, that's, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great re- reaction. It was because like this if you if you're on boxing forums, like if you're on forums, the hate for Mayweather's there. But you got to remember he's still the most popular boxer perhaps ever. You know, so it, you can't be a constantly oh they want to see him lose. No one's going to pay like his is a 1500 bucks for ringside seat. It's like how many times do you watch the guy beat the piss out of someone? And say, okay, well, you know, the next guy is going to get him, so I'm going to dump more money on him. You know, well, there is there's the a lot. There's a... The, the, the people that are paying that sort of ringside money, they're doing it as an entertainment, you know, possibly business, um, possibly showing off. Like, you know, there's a cultural and social thing. I don't think that that quite ties in, but. The, the the I would say that the strongest bone behind the skeleton of Mayweather's fame is hate like people you know wanting him to do badly and that's why you get all the like he can't read he beats his wife you know they're just just bringing out all of the bad stuff because they're coming from a position of hate and i'm not saying whether they're right or wrong to dislike the guy but i am just pointing out that their interest in him centers around not liking him 
Yeah, well, okay, yeah, but that's not everyone. Like I said, no, that, no, of course not. It's just the biggest bone in the skeleton of his his following. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, that, but there's a lot of people in MMA that that were waiting for McGregor to also get knocked down. Totally, it, yeah, and, it's, it's just, not the biggest part. Like I would yeah. say that if you looked, at, I would say like eighty twenty are hating on Mayweather and secretly want him to do badly, and eighty twenty want McGregor to do well because they like him and they want the underdog upset and X Y Z. You know, they're coming from a position of love. Is my position? You know, my point on that. And I think that whilst there are haters on both sides and lovers on both sides i think the proportions are way different i'm yeah. going to open up a can of worms here and i'm going to try <laughs> to figure out why that is <laughs> i know it's coming <laughs> i think the reason why simon is right in that people want to see mcgregor do good is because they can envision themselves as conor mcgregor they hear the, the stories about I was on welfare four years ago and cashed a check for $235. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people can identify some in some way with that sentiment that maybe, I mean, maybe not at, at the point of welfare, but at least at the point of like, you know, I've struggled before in my life recently and I've come up and they want him to do good because they can relate to his story. And, you know, for the most part, he looks also like a lot of the UFC fans. He is not. Yes. He's not part of a minority. Yeah, he's a white guy. You know, now Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> on the other hand, everyone forgets that a long time ago he had a dad who was in jail and was raised yeah, by he, his grandma. He came from complete poverty. Like you know, like Sir McGregor's got that great story, but that's kind of a, a that's like the UK version of like a lot of people are just taking those dole payments just to you know spend some time you know at a lower income. But you don't have to do anything for him. It's not the abject poverty that Mayweather came from. And Floyd has built himself up, and now yeah. basically people only know Floyd as the money persona, which is a guy who cashes $100 million checks. Actually, doesn't cash them. Um, he uses other money, I guess, ancillary money that he's getting from elsewhere, probably um, all the dollars getting thrown in the air at girl collection. And <laughs> he basically... Like people think, see him as a villain because he has everything. He's everything he's that rich. That, he's obnoxious. He's friends with Justin Bieber. He's got spousal abuse in there. He potentially, yeah. you know, his reading is under criticism. He gets okay, in beef with other that, celebrities. But like, your reading level should not be caused. Like, if you, no, I don't think so. It's just I'm pointing out that people are desperate to find stuff to hate on him for. You know, there's there's nice stuff he's done too. Like, I'm not. Well, he's everyone is a complicated you get that character. With, Oh, sorry to talk over you guys, but yeah, you get that. It's mostly because he's successful. That's like you could here. take any any athlete at the top, like Michael Jordan. People hated on Michael Jordan too. You know, like, people usually, get shoes too. Yeah, well, I know, but that was yeah. Now he's become popular. Like I said, there's always a segment of people that are always going to hate whoever's at the top of the sport, especially in boxing. You know, Ali Ali wasn't universally loved when he was a fighter. Neither was Roy Jones. Yeah, exactly. You know, people always pick apart. At these boxers, what do they have like in I common? Said, <laughs> well, but it's it's not it's like I said. Okay, the racism really touches a lot of people off. Like it's not a it's not a hatred racism. It's what people identify with. No, you're going to identify yeah, yeah. more strongly with a person who's the same skin color as you. It's just it's just part of human nature. It doesn't mean they hate like minorities. It doesn't mean they despise them. But it's it's easier for people, and that's why that's where Floyd's a lot of his audience comes from. Because like he he started going to a black audience, but top rank only thought that uh, people like Latinos and whites watch boxing. And Floyd right. was like, "No, there's a whole underserved market here. 
and you're not you're not you're not marketing to them. Those are my fans, and that's where a lot of people they don't understand why Floyd's popular because he catered to his fans. He didn't talk to a bunch of old white boxing writers. He went out and like the radio yeah. stations, hip hop stations. He found his fans. But what he isn't, he's not in um, a popular video game that uh, people can play as. But there's yeah, not a popular video game for people to play, Simon. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> no, like well, I said, not, yeah. not yet. Anyway, but um, it's kind of in the middle. But yeah, definitely. I, I, I think with those UFC games, people get more into the characters and kind of the, they grow grow a bigger identity connection. Because if if like I, I don't play those games, so I might be speaking out of ignorance oh, here. But okay, I feel Simon, like you're gonna brag now. You, you only play you know RPGs or whatever. I'm just saying that <laughs> if if. If if you play a certain character enough, you feel like you've got a kind of intimate knowledge of them and how they work, and Simon, so you feel like a kind of connection. You're one thousand percent right, okay? Because I play the UFC game. I need something to, you know, I need to fight in some game, and I play the UFC game. And uh, who's my favorite fighter, Fred? Uh, what Tyrone Woodley, I think. That's who I use in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I literally heard his voice for the first time too on the Fox prelim, and I was like, whoa, he sounds like this. <laughs> and he was hating on McGregor. I will say that he was hating on him, and and I I didn't like that. I didn't like that he was he was he was he was hating. He should have supported him. Danny Jacobs wasn't hating on Floyd. Um, uh, the other guy who was on there, I think his name Cruz, was not hating. Uh, Dominic Cruz, yeah. But Woodley, I, I know it. You were a hater. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> was a stoppage early. So no. So, Fred, Mr. <laughs> MMA, give us the, the, the answer to that from the MMA perspective. Uh, me well, and Simon actually, obviously you know, agree. In a, in a lot of the UFC fights, they stop fights really early. Like, you know, if you get knocked down, like even if you're not being knocked out, if you're not defending yourself, they, they usually pull a quick halt to a lot of fights. You know, but, but it's, it's a bit different than in boxing because, you know, they let guys try to ride it out. But I don't. I don't think the stoppage was early. I know. I, I think I saw something where McGregor's trying to push that for a little bit. But it's like, come on, Floyd would have just he would have kept tuning. Yeah. Simon, do you think McGregor had anything left at that point to possibly change the outcome of the fight? Well, it only takes one punch. No, he didn't. He had nothing. <laughs> um, and um, there was an interesting comment I saw on that from someone who clearly doesn't watch any boxing. Someone said, this is about to be intelligent." Was, they said. If that if this fight was in Britain, we never would have stopped it that early. Oh, like, mate, no. mate, I have to, I hate to tell you this, but there's this whole mythos about British stoppages coming notoriously early. Like I don't agree with it, but that is a huge sentiment that you're just totally ignorant of. So the kind of beauty of being so stupid that you'd say like if that happened in Britain, it'd never get stopped so early. It's just oh, he never saw Frotch Groves, eh? Jesus, <laughs> as a boxing fan, that is comical. Mm-hmm. absolutely comical that somebody would suggest that fights go on longer in the, the UK. You could say, I mean, that fights actually go the longest in America because, I mean, how many times on, like, TV have we seen dudes go into comas? It's It's mm-hmm. been f- more frequent than not, or not, I don't mean to say, like, as opposed to people, like, living after their fights, uh, but, like, it's happened pretty frequently um, in recent memory where televised fights end tragically. So yeah, it, it, there's definitely yeah. a sentiment of later fights happening in North America. I feel like Canada has a big, big um, share of late fights as well. But th- like the the criteria should be 
is this person offering a defense? Is this person offering an offense? And if it's no to both, then like get them, get them out. They're just, they're a, a, you know, a mannequin at that point. Yeah, they, 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 they stopped it right. Yeah, because if they would have kept it going, like, oh, I think, yeah, I think McGregor said something. Well, they should let me get back to my corner. But, well, it the next round would have been this, more of the same. So, um, I mean, that was a stupid topic, but I did think we need to address it. Um, and le- legitimately, my main concern when this fight got signed was this is potentially not safe because Conor McGregor may like when he gasses and there's no doubt in there was no doubt in my mind that he would gas he's going to be a sitting duck and Floyd is not the kind of guy that's you know misses a lot of punches mm. I, um... yeah there there was a bit of that but again I, th- I think well People just want to say, well, Nevada's interested in money and everything. But I think they looked at it. McGregor's 170 pounds. Floyd's 150, and he's older, and he's not known as a big knockout puncher anymore. You know, so like if this would have been, if you would have taken this fight, like uh, after Floyd fought Canelo, there's no way they would have allowed it, you know, because Floyd was still in pretty good shape, and he just abused McGregor if, you know, like four years ago. But now it's like Floyd's out of the game two years. He's older, you know. McGregor, like he wasn't in risk of getting hurt, and of course, you saw Robert Bird as soon as he had a shot to stop it. He, he said, "That's enough." I think that's a secret reason behind the gloves being lowered as well. Oh, which really? Uh, well, if, if you're expecting that um, he's going to take a lot of concussive blows, you want to get as much weight off them as possible. There's the kind of myth that like bigger gloves are more padding and they're safer for you, but it's like the opposite. They weigh more and they do more thudding long-term brain damage. So, you know, the, the, if anything, the, le- the lighter the gloves, the better for his safety. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that's why they were necessarily requested, but I think that that was a huge factor in why they were permitted. But the gloves were supposed to help McGregor. Well, that was the newspaper spin on it, but I, I, I don't buy a word of it. I think that um, it was a little bit marketing, and the commission thought, you know what, it's going to lessen his, his brain damage likelihood because we're going to be taking weight off the blows. Fred? Oh, cool. no, 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 I got nothing to say with that because like, I, don't, I don't know what's in the mind of the commission. You know. Wow, what a political response. Yeah, well, like I said, it's, it's, not, it's not an issue that I'm really that in-depth with, you know. Because like, mm. it, it ties into they were going to stop it as soon as uh, McGregor looked like he could be in trouble. They weren't going to let him go, you know, because that's it. He's, he's like, because he's not a boxer. So, like, uh, you, you like uh, the Badu Jack Cleverly fight, you know, like the uh, Tony Weeks let the uh, Cleverly go a bit longer because he's a boxer. So he's given him a bit more credit of being able to take some of these shots and maybe he'll come back. Because, you know, when Cleverly was just starting to duck and dive and he wasn't responding. Like, McGregor was never going to get that credit. Like, he was never going to say, oh, let him tough it out, let him fight through it. You know, as soon as he looked like he was in trouble, they were going to stop it. All right. So, I wanted to tell you guys a little story um, before we talk about McGregor's next move. Sure. And um, so, and I, and I got this from First Take um, on Friday. And Stephen A. Smith tells this story about he talked to Floyd um, after the that night after the weigh-in in the Manny Pacquiao fight, and Floyd was furious. And he walked up to him and he's, Floyd, what's what's going on? And he was mad. And he said he looked at the he looked at the breakdown of where the money was going for this fight, and he was mad at Manny Pacquiao. What was he mad at him for? He's mad at Manny because it, this defeats the purpose of making this fight. 
when he saw where the money was going for Manny Pacquiao and how little money Manny Pacquiao was getting um, in the fight. He's like, I, I, I wouldn't have made this fight if he was only going to get this much because so much was being given to other people, including Bob Arum and other people. And it talks about, you know, Floyd as a businessman, but not only as a businessman, how he wants everyone to win, you know, the other fighters. He wants everyone to, to buck the system, essentially. And um, how respectful Floyd was in the build-up to this fight to McGregor. I mean, they did talk a lot of trash, but a lot of um, Floyd's trash talking was done in a way... Or actually, I should say not the trash talking, but the, the talking he did to the media was done in a way to boost McGregor up. He always complimented McGregor, talked about his strengths, and never talked about the weaknesses that McGregor had. And so, um, I don't know where, I, I had no clue where I was going to fit this in, so I just thought I'd do that um, there. And since we're on the subject of money, I'll ask Fred, where in the hell was Dana White? Uh, was he not there? Or? I didn't see him. Did you see him? Oh, I didn't. I, 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 I would have really saw his bald head. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, this is the problem because I went out and so I missed a lot of the things you normally pick up if you're sitting at home and watching and some of the background and everything. Like I was in the middle of a bar and people yelling and having fun and stuff. Well, yeah. It, well, this is a tough thing. Like you said, you bring up the Stephen A. Smith story, like, but you never know because Stephen A. Smith is... I don't know. Who knows? He's a beacon could be of truth making a lot of things up. in America. Yeah, yeah. So, but we assume that. But no. But Floyd did make references, like in, like not to Stephen A. Smith too, about like uh, people taking Manny's money. You know, like because he always he sort of targeted Bob Arum a bit too. Like he, yeah, I, I believe that story at some level. Uh, but see, with the UFC, you know, they got they got their fighters by the balls. You know. Uh, so, like, McGregor, even though he's making this much, you could see the split. Like, Manny was rumored to be making $180 million, and Connor, they're saying, well, he can make $100 million. So there's obviously a large chunk that's going to the UFC. Right. There's obviously got to be a huge part of money that, it, I mean, for them to let him get out of that contract, which I'm sure is ironclad um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, they can, they can, yeah, well, that's it. And no one will probably ever hear exactly what the deal was unless McGregor sues the UFC someday or something. And you know. are you hoping for that? You said that very hopefully. Because I think it'd be funny. Because, How's it because, funny? Uh, because, <laughs> because I like to see a fighter screw with the guys who own them. So it's always amazing. Yeah. Don't, don't. What? Think about what you said right there. You want to see the fighters screw with the people that own them. Yeah, because well, because MMA fighters are pretty much owned by the UFC, and like even Bellator guys. MMA fighters have no have they have no leverage in their contracts. Mm. You know that's why it's interesting because I think Connor that's what's amazing about him is that he found a way to get it, which he probably threatened the lawsuit because he made enough money to where he could have he, he must have said, hey, if you guys don't let me do this, I'm going to start suing you. Because normally when the a lot of the fighters they want to challenge the UFC contracts. They don't have the money to, to go up against the UFC in a in a lawsuit, you know. I think I think though, like from my legal experience, and I haven't seen their contracts, but typically you can't tie someone down in that way other than like non-covenancy. And I think that it would be really there's certainly no precedent for it, but I don't know if they'd be able to. So if if he goes off and does different MMA stuff, that's fairly obvious that they'd be able to say that he's um you know take competing on a market substitute, but. If he went and did boxing completely unrelated to MMA, it would be down to the UFC to say that that's a breach of his contract and because he's not able
able to earn money in a market substitute. But I don't think that any court is going to be convinced that boxing is a market substitute for UFC. But it, it's in their contracts. They have to. They they can't compete in anything, even exhibitions, without uh, the UFC's permission. Yeah, that's, that's and that's I would say contract. that is unenforceable. I don't think that it. Like, if he wanted to go and race Usain Bolt, like, I don't think that anyone could stop him. And they uh, could no. say, oh, that's in our like in our contract that you can't take because you know I don't I don't know what the wording is, but even if it's quite broad and it says any public competition. Um, It'd just be too too broad to be enforceable. I think the only thing that they'd have a chance of being able to successfully uphold in court would be if it were an MMA type event, because at that point you can say that he's a direct competition in contrary to the terms of his uh, his contract. But if he wants to go and do other things, such as boxing, I don't think that they'd have a leg to stand on. And it'd be um, down no. to them to sue him rather than vice versa. No, but I'm saying this to the point of the UFC contracts, all the clauses in there, people have said for years that they are, they should be unenforceable, but no one has the money to challenge them because every lawsuit it's in their contracts too. They have to be settled in Nevada state court and that's going to lean in the favor of the UFC. That's the thing. There's, there's a, like, that's why they're trying to fight to get the Ali act into uh, MMA is because mm-hmm. MMA is in the same position boxing was before the Ali act. Like, you're going to have to fight yeah. in the promoter's home ground. And My you, can't, is, you though, can't fight it. No, you, the, the, Just the, go and do it. You don't have to fight it. Just go and set up a boxing match, promote it, do it, and then l- see if they come for you. Because you don't need to sue them in advance to get permission. You can just go and do it, and then it's up to them to try and sue you for it. Uh, I think some guys have tried that, and the UFC has uh, gone to the commissions and blocked them. You know, and the commissions oh, wow, aren't wanting to get the The UFC middle. has the commission in their back pocket. Like, they work for... Um, well, not exactly the UFC since the sale, but previously, um, the, the commission officials were working for the casinos that were also owned by the people who own the UFC. Did I get that right? Yeah. So, so uh, you're yeah. saying that you'd have to go and do a fight else, like, you know, you're going to do it in the UK, you're going to do it in Europe, just somewhere where that commission isn't involved. Uh, well, it, it's 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 the fact that commissions don't want to get in the middle of it. They don't want to be in the middle of a lawsuit between a promoter and a fighter, really. Like I said, all these things, like you say about the contractor, right? They are enforceable, but they're in the contracts, and mm. that's what a lot of lawyers have been saying: is that these these contracts, if someone actually did challenge them, was willing to carry through, they probably would win the court. But you're gonna have to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, see, most commissions have no duty of care to the UFC's contract, and you can say they don't want to get in the middle of it, but. They're not in the middle of it. They don't care. Like, you know, the, it, it, any court case would be like, did you let this boxer do boxing? Yeah. Like, and what? Well, this other company said that he can't. So we have no we have no onus to them. Why, why do we care? Yeah. But, I mean, I've seen commissions make really stupid decisions. So I'm not saying that's not their motivation. But yeah. if it is their motivation, that's very poorly placed. Yeah, but, but, but I'm just saying that if you say, okay, I want to put on a boxing match and the UFC says, hey, he's under contract to us. The commission's probably just going to just say, uh, leave us out of it. You guys settle it out and you guys deal with it. Mm. And yeah. I can see it playing really out that way, but UFC. it so shouldn't. It shouldn't, oh. but that's that's the reason why there's such uh, like the UFC spent so much money um, lobbying to make sure they don't have the Ali Act brought to their sport because, I mean, they might actually have to treat these fighters like, um, you know, mm. boxers. And God forbid they give them more than 3% of or, I mean, that's probably being generous, but 3% of the revenue generated from a card. 
I thought that their um, comments after the fight, they were talking about, um, and I think it was a question placed to, to Dana, was about, uh, are you going to pay him more? Is he going to have more leverage now? And are you going to pay him more? And his response was kind of, ah, oh, well, with the, with the hype that this gathered, he's going to be a bigger draw now. So there's going to be more money for everyone, including him and me. And it's kind of like, you've inadvertently said you're doing terrible money then. That's what that argument <laughs> means, if you're serious, because that means that the whole time you've been running before, the only reason people haven't earned as much is because the whole company hasn't, according to you and what you've just said. Like, I thought it was a really flippant response that if you examine it for more than half a second, you realize it was really stupid. Right. Yeah. But the... The UFC's been screwing guys, and I mean... Oh, yeah, just, I'm not just, naive to that. Just the fact that he was training at the UFC Performance Center, I think, kind of says it all. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say... Let's see. Um, but now on the subject, what is McGregor's next move? I mean, does he do the normal Floyd opponent move and disappear for a year or two, come back in a fight, look completely flat and disappointing, and um, basically right off into the sunset after a couple of losses? Does he come back quickly and try to capitalize on the um, the momentum of having his name in such a big event and go back to the UFC and knock out some you know 13th ranked guy that the MMA promotes as a 50-50 fight and Conor's most dangerous fight since uh, Josie Aldo? Or does he take a year off, keep working on his boxing, and come back against Pauli Malignaggi on Showtime pay-per-view? I think what, that I he is going to be. Options? I think he's going to be in boxing again, and I think he's either going to be in a fight against someone like Paulie or against someone like Pacquiao. Oh, I love the Pacquiao fight. I think Pacquiao lights him up. He ain't going to do no Mayweather. Uh, Fred, you can talk now. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> I was just laughing at the whole concept. I, I don't know what he does, and this thing, no one knows what he's going to do. You know, because now, like, if he, he makes a hundred million dollars, he might go back to MMA, but it's not going to be under the same terms. Mm. You know, he's not going to. He's going to want either like an ownership stake or something. He's going to want some kind of thing, because because now now he really has the type of money that if he wants to if he wants to break his contract, he he'd put up for the fight with it. You know. Yeah, he's got true fuck you money, and yeah, he he's saying at the moment as he would. You know, oh yeah, I'll go back to UFC. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't care. The paydays are lower. Like we, sometimes you earn good money, sometimes you earn less good money, but it's all money. And he's saying that right now. But I think that anyone who's tried to take a pay cut uh, and justify it to themselves knows that it never sits right ever. So no. he, he's, he's at no point going to be able to walk the walk. I don't think. And he can talk good now and say, I'll be back in UFC under the old money terms that I was under before, because that's just how it works over there. But I think when his um yeah. pen hand gets in action involved he's gonna really struggle yeah he's never gonna go back to giving up like 85 percent of the money mm. and this is the thing like everyone now everyone's friends because everyone's got rich but as soon mm -hmm. as you know the glow wears off like like a year ago the ufc pulled him from a card like the headlining card at 200 which was their biggest fight because he wouldn't show up for a press conference for a fight that he wasn't even connected to was he the headliner mm, you know. Uh, he would have been the headliner 200. Who was he supposed but, to fight? Uh, Nate Diaz. That's when the Nate Diaz rematch is supposed to happen. Oh, okay. But okay. they wanted him to come into town because they do this. Like I said, this is another thing in the UFC contracts. When they say, uh, it says every fighter has to do a reasonable amount of promotion, but they never define it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever, it's basically whenever they say you got to show up somewhere, 
here are your plane tickets. Uh, you have to, otherwise it could be a breach of contract. And so that's what, like, McGregor didn't want to show up to the John Jones first return bout last year, and it wasn't doing well. And so they wanted McGregor to come into town and maybe sell some tickets, say, right before the fight. And he said, no, he says, I got to prepare for my rematch. And so they pulled them from his rematch card. So like I said, that's why, like, they're all laughing and smiling, like, even during this fight promotion. But there's a lot of issues. Like I said, once you once you get past the glow of making money, you, like as Simon says, you're not gonna you're not gonna take a pay cut again. You know, he's, he's he knows his value now. He knows his real value of how much he brings to the sport and how much he's how important he is. And he's not gonna say, okay, I'll go back to my three million dollar guarantee, and you guys take eighty percent. You know, it's just it's, it won't work. Hmm. What's but what's, as far as coming back for boxing, he, it better be against someone like Polly because. <laughs> Like, you know, they were talking like, well, you know, before Oscar, you know, started to hate this fight, he wanted him to fight Canelo. Like, that would be, have been that never gets sanctioned. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. I, I see. I think that the two options that I listed, I listed um, poorly because I think that that is a winnable fight for McGregor. And with their sparring partner, Jesus, beef, they've got a good. Hurt. They've got a, yeah, they've got yeah. a storyline that they can sell. So I think that the storylines there, the interests there, that that can work. You can get that one wings. Um, and then the reason I say Pacquiao is that Pacquiao's got this like immense following. He's not looking too hot with his horn performance. He's probably going to smoke him in the rematch and do a clear tw- uh, you know twelve to nothing beatdown in oh, the rematch later this year. That's I do think, think that yeah. And um, no respect. Provided he provided he wins that. They can very easily say, you know, McGregor did so well against the best boxer ever, because that's what the uh, the kind of storyline is at the minute. He did so well against the best boxer ever. Is he good enough to have the second best boxer ever? And I don't agree with either of those labels, but I just think that that's how you'd be able to media promote it and say, you know, Pacquiao didn't quite get the job done on, on Floyd, but neither did McGregor. And McGregor did a better job of it than Pacquiao did. Why don't they settle the score for the silver medal? Okay, and then after McGregor loses to Pacquiao, do we get to see him against the third best fighter? Can you tell me who the third best fighter would technically be? Well, at that point, it'd be Errol Spence. <laughs> <laughs> He's going nowhere near Spence. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> no, but yeah, actually, I'd agree with that. Those are two fight choices they could make because Pacquiao's not the Pacquiao that took apart Margarito. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Well, he'll look like it. He'll look like it. Yeah, I don't know those yeah. legs. I guarantee you, I'm not speaking he'll as a like boxing it. analyst. Like I'm speaking as a like promoter. Got my promoter hat on and thinking about what's going to do the best money for me if I'm fictionally um, McGregor's manager and looking to take him forward the most financially successful ways. I yeah. think those are two routes where the fights kind of make sense. You can sell them to the public. There'd be huge interest, huge money, um, and they're not like uh, an execution waiting to happen. Do you guys think that yeah. McGregor could beat Bernard Hopkins? Right now, like yeah, right no. now. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think I think Hopkins would get him because Hopkins oh. like he fights too smart. It just just a thought. I was trying to and think. And he's of also like, wow. on Hopkins is what light heavyweight, you know. Yeah, Hop, but Hopkins McGregor walks. Him. You know, I'm close to 170 according to him. Yeah, but that's effective weight. Remember, mm-hmm. Hopkins, yeah, but Hopkins, Hopkins doesn't Hopkins rehydrate. <laughs> yeah, Dude, he's, he's old. Really, a 51 year old man is actually dehydrating himself and putting weight on. I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, I'm saying uh, no. Hopkins, Hopkins, he does, he does, he stays around his fighting weight. But I'm saying he's 175. And, you know, you saw what happened to McGregor when he went up against a 150-pound guy. Like, even though Hopkins is a lot older, 
Hopkins would be looking to hurt him, so he he wouldn't be looking to carry him. I, um, I didn't think that I wanted to see that fight, but I do now. Me too. No, it does sound interesting, doesn't it? Like, you know, Hopkins did fall out of a ring twice. Um, Hopkins uh, is has not really been a power puncher in, like, two decades, so it'd be nice to see. Uh, but another question I have for you guys. So, like, let's just say um, you had to put a percentage what percentage do you put, and this has to add up to 100, so don't get crazy. What percentage do you think chance it is that McGregor does not fight again? Zero. So huh. his chances against Mayweather. And then uh, Fred? Yeah, I, I, I think he'll come back for sure, but there is a chance. Like Especially, it depends uh, what the UFC does now. Like if they, if they try to play hardball with him, he might... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think for sure he'll come back because, like, now he's got he's got this exposure. You know, he's got goodwill, even though he got like he got stopped. He's got a ton of goodwill, but yeah, he'll, he'll for sure come back in some form. Yeah, I think zero percent chance as well that he doesn't fight again. Um, what percentage do you think it is that he's in a boxing ring? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, 80 percent. Fred, yeah. you guys confident? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe not that high, but like I said, if if he thinks he can make a fight with Polly Cell, uh, for sure he'll probably pick uh, boxing over MMA. I- I'm gonna say this: McGregor could sell anything. I think he's. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's as good as Floyd. I think McGregor has one. He's a one trick pony when it comes to this. I don't think McGregor could sell a fight being humble. I think he's got to do the same thing every time. But it's gonna work until he gets flattened and embarrassed it's gonna work and at some point people are gonna gonna forget that he was such a good mma fighter and stop giving him the excuse i mean supposing you know he did take fight a few more times at some point it's gonna wear out and people are gonna you know get tired of him um mm. losing will do yeah you, but you probably got one one or two more in you of, yeah yeah when you make that much money though uh compared to all of your career earnings today and you eclipse it in a single night you telling me that that person's not going to do the same thing again? Like, hey, that just made me more than my entire life's earnings in a night. Let's never do that again. Like, he's definitely going to be interested in angling that for a second. Oh. Yeah, they, yeah. Like I said, unless like unless the UFC offers him the same type of deal, he's going to shoot for boxing. Dude, how is he going to make the same amount of money? Like, have you seen the UFC live gates? They don't make that much money. I'm uh, sorry, but UFC his, fans, remember, but your live or, gates are are very low. Yeah, but for his live gate, they did. Remember, it, like the one New time York. in New York. <laughs> Come on, he, he, he easily has enough attention behind him that if he picks the right opponent, will sell a very good amount, and it won't come near what last night did. No, but it'll do good. Yeah, it'll yeah. do good numbers. Um, all right, let's let's transition into: Will we ever see an MMA fighter try to make the transition into a boxing ring again on a big stage? Not like you know they're fighting some domestic british guy they're gonna beat up but like on a big stage like this where they fight a name and i mean any name really earl spence any name in boxing will we if ever see dollars, somebody... sorry what did you say i said if it, if it makes dollars then it'll make sense like someone's gonna be in that position in the again in the future and that's when it will happen realistically um fred if we take up simon on or we take his premise who would that be do you see somebody in MMA right now that could potentially make that transition into the boxing ring and put on a big fight with a big name? 
It's not. I don't think it's going to uh, be, be be as big of a, a deal. But go on. Uh, well, who do you got that are big names at boxing? That Anthony Joshua, Deontay well, Wilder, that, 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 Andre the, Ward, the, Adrian no. Broner. <laughs> Settle down. I said big names, but uh, oh, no, so the, you want to say Lomachenko? Joshua, no, no, the 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 heavyweight champion in the UFC, like he jokingly said, he wants to fight Anthony Joshua. What's but his name? But he, uh, Stipe Miocic. I'm sorry, like he's a Croatian, so is he good? Don't, I don't I don't want to rile up the Croatian fans by not getting his pronunciation correct. But is he but good? Ah, uh, he's not. Has he that been beat? Good. Yeah, of course. He's, he's UFC's the MMA fighter. They all would beat. Has he tapped yeah. out? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know his history that well, but I think so. Okay. No, it, no but see, because that's a fight that Anthony, you're not going to put a guy in with Anthony Joshua because he's no, going to kill him. Don't even commission that. That's silly. Yeah, but um, yeah. he, the, the thing is, you can't have um, two stars at the same time. So it will be long after um, McGregor's faded that, that someone else can take that shine. But for the minute, no yeah. one is going to be able to take that spot because yeah, he's already got someone sitting nothing, there. Yeah, there's nothing on the horizon that say, oh, this guy right now could come across and do something. Because like I said, you got the stars in boxing. The next is Canelo. And Canelo's Canelo will beat murder the somebody. Yeah, like I said, the, yeah, Canelo Canelo hits too hard. He's too young. He's not, you know, he's going to take apart a guy if he comes in and tries to box like McGregor boxed last you, night. You you thought the con fight was bad for Canelo? Put McGregor <laughs> in with him, Jesus Christ! Um, but I'm going to make Sim one of Simon's earlier points. I'm just going to make it for him, okay? Um, yeah. Could Tyron Woodley fight a boxing fight and be competitive? Because he's got really good power. I knock everyone out with him. <laughs> in the game yeah, that's what i'm talking about yeah like he is a fighter that you probably could bring across but like he's one of the guys that, that a lot of the ufc fans hate because he always bitches about money and he also says there are a lot of them are racists and everything well so is, i don't know is, if it's does he have a point? uh well you know that's he might but uh avoiding okay i, I think he i think he could come over with some skill and he's no stranger. Like he's he's been around the Mayweather uh, gym, you know, taking some training and everything. But yeah, uh, it just would I don't he get know. like outclassed? Uh, uh, it could be. He's he's a tough fighter to see. Like he's yeah, he's got that big power. But I don't know. He's he's a thinker. Like I don't know. Like I said, who do you match him up against? It matters. You know that that depends. I mean, do you want to like, see him around, get murdered or do you yeah, want to see him be competitive? Class, yeah, but said in his weight class, he's up against some big guys. What's his weight class? Uh, oh See, you, you said that he's got good power, but you don't know his weight class and said that you hadn't heard his I voice till yesterday. I think he's a welterweight, but I'm not sure. Have, have you only exposed yourself, like, is your only experience with him through the video game? Yes. I, I literally told you I was going to make your point. I, I'm making it, aren't I? <laughs> I just, I, I don't, you shouldn't have to stress this this much, but video games are not real life and memes don't affect sport outcomes. They yeah. do in the UFC. I cannot apparently. make that clear enough. They do no. in the UFC apparently. <laughs> Let him answer uh, Angelo, the question. He only knows Ronda Rousey. No, I think uh, Woodley's like 170 pounds. So he'd have to fight so, Andre Ward. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 just dangerous. Like, how that's, tall is he? You know, oh God, I, I don't have the guy's stats in front of me. Come on, man. Yeah. You you ask me any boxer their height, I'll tell you. Yeah, but like I said, that's why I say you keep saying I'm on the, the the UFC guy, and like I haven't followed him that closely in the last few years. Like you know. Four or five years ago, I knew everybody, but now it's uh, 
It's just not the same. But like I said, yeah, Woodley come, could come. And Woodley's thirty five years old too. Woodley's Woodley's up there. He's up there in age. Oh, so basically he? a normal UFC star. It's five foot nine. So are you going to put a five foot nine in guy in against Andre Ward? <laughs> no. It's going to. I don't a, think we should do that to him. Yeah. yeah, like I said, that's what I said. Like right now, there's no one on the horizon that's really going to come across to make it anything. In the future, I could see it. It depends on how like the sparks go. Assuming yeah, they yeah. made and the fight in Texas. Where they don't do drug testing, do you think John Jones could put on a good fight with the boxer? Uh, See, this isn't about skill. This isn't about technical attributes. It's about fame. That's the only thing that matters in whether it'll be a good draw or not. Yeah, so that's essentially what I'm asking. Like, could could John Jones fight somebody? He's a famous guy, famous enough that people would tune in to see him do a thing. Yeah, I think so. Do you know who John Jones is, Simon? Yeah, I, I've seen his name smeared with peds recently. <laughs> yeah, he's not fighting for probably like four years anyway. So, how, so how long it takes to cycle these days? <laughs> Ooh, ask Anthony Joshua. <laughs> hey, never caught. Never been caught. I, I just said that because Simon loves Joshua. Simon went silent. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. That's, Come on, uh, Simon. You're the, sounding like one of the McGregor fans now. Oh, I am not, please. I'm just like, kidding with you, you too. You the get McGregor fans were great. You get caught cheating, you get caught cheating. That's as simple as that. All right. Is there anything we should make out of that McGregor, I you tur- I turned you into a Mexican comment, the Washington Post ran a story about boxing using, you know, ethnicity and all that stuff to sell fights, which they do. No, no, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's just kind of... No, but yeah, writers are extra sensitive. You know, like a lot of these guys are Democrats, so they hate any of these references. Oh, here we go. Well, look how how many guys tried to, look how many, if you want to go, look how many sports writers, like with MMA and boxing, tried to somehow work Donald Trump into this fight. You know, if, um, if you want like to, to go down that road, I will find you a treasure chest of super right wing people bringing in ethnicity and Trump and all sorts of madness. Like, can you do idiots it? Oh, I, I, I could easily find Can you, you put it in the comments? Chest. Yeah. No, no, no. What um, I'm saying, they, they're more comfortable with uh, saying things like, hey, I made him fight Mexican. Like, you, you look at the people who, like, they cheer uh, Golovkin for Mexican style, whereas some people could view that as being racist. Well, I, I, I don't think I don't that that it. was the critical reception that it got. And no. I don't think that there's a load of pearl clutching people that are all super offended that uh, a race was brought up or ethnicity was brought up. And, to, you know, there's not a bunch of people making it racist. Like there's some fringe nutters on both sides being balanced, but that's not unusual. Like <laughs> we have to look at the common critical no, response. I, I have a bigger common... point. Go on, what's your bigger point? point? <laughs> oh, no, see, it's just a fight that Noir wants to have. No, McGregor gets away with a lot of small comments, and he does. He gets he said a lot of things that some people have been offended by. He talked about when he fought Aldo, he was going to ride into the favelas and burn it down, and there's other comments like that. He like he walks, he he gets away with a lot of like might be tightrope walking things. Some people in MMA say he's being racist, but a lot of people don't. You know, so like I say, just saying, like we said, he fought like a Mexican. Like most people, they won't care. Some people get super offended by it. They see it as a further continuation. Like his comment about he's black from the waist down. You know, like <laughs> I don't, you know. I don't think there's a problem in saying I, I made you fight like a Mexican. Now I think there's a problem. I have a problem. With it, I, I think the problem is that he, it's an incorrect comment because he didn't make Floyd fight that way. Floyd decided he wanted to walk him down. He decided like that was a, a conscious effort of Floyd Mayweather's 
And I'll tell you why. Because do you really think that when he was sparring with Earl Spence that he was fighting that way? I guarantee you he wasn't. And no. if you don't know, Earl Spence was one of the sparring partners for this fight. Yeah. Oh, was he? I didn't know mm-hmm. he came out in this fight. Yeah. Now, the extent of the sparring, I don't know. But, I mean, he got in the ring with Earl Spence. Like, I, I think Earl Spence won more rounds than uh, Connor did. <laughs> well, for sure. But for sure, also, yeah. Earl Spence is a professional boxer. Conor McGregor is yeah. not. Well, I mean, yeah. technically he is, but, you know, doesn't have the I, I, history. I, I'd said earlier that the only way that he made him fight more aggressively was by offering little enough competition to warrant it. Oh, yeah. They, that, that, that's why Floyd was... I, I think McGregor's like, oh, that's a cover for him backpedaling the entire fight. Like, was once <laughs> Floyd started walking forward. That's just, oh, I made Floyd fight this way. It's like, he was he was saying before the fight, the first man that backs up is the one who lost yes, the fight and all that. this stuff. And then he spent the rest of the fight, like, basically getting on his bike. In reverse, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and not even, like, literally walk... I mean, this is turning into, like, the, the Bash McGregor podcast. We're going to... I'll stop after this. But the last <laughs> thing I'll say is that he literally was walking backwards, squared up, which is, you know, something you don't really want to do when you're um, boxing. But anyway, let's get back to um, just last general thoughts before we end this. Like, your thoughts on the... Uh, anything you want to say on the event as a whole... We'll start with you, Simon. Um, I enjoyed it. I can't complain. Like it, it, it was fun. Um, I enjoyed the uh, cleverly fight. That one um, was uh, extra spicy for me because um, <laughs> people people were selling that as like a kind of competitive fight, as like um, oh no no no. Yeah, I know, right? And so I have people like asking, like, oh, how do you think that one's gonna go? Oh, and I was you like, mean the British people, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. got it. Got um, it. Okay. Um, but. So there's, I mean, he, he, even Showtime said, "Oh, this is a big challenge for Jack. He's never gone up against someone so big, and he's never had such a a, a hard night ahead of him." I'm just there thinking, like, this this isn't going to play out how you're saying it is, and you know, I'm just like laughing at people, like, "This is going to be so one sided. You're not going to believe it." And they're like, "Yeah, but he's he's a he's at a new weight class," and it's like, "Oh, this so isn't going to matter." All right, Fred. Uh, uh, I have a few. Gervonta uh, Davis looked like garbage, so his weight cut must have been terrible. Uh, I think <laughs> McGregor's camp, if he doesn't get somebody in there, they're going to get him hurt eventually because like he's pretty much running the whole camp and there's mm-hmm. no one in. Okay, like someone made this point. If Floyd would have lost, if there was no one within all these people, and like everyone says, they're just hanger-ons and they're you know they don't do anything for him, like he's just paid them to be there. They said, why wouldn't anyone advise Floyd that this was a terrible idea to come back at forty? But there's no one in McGregor's camp saying you're fighting a boxer and you don't have any boxing coaches near you. Like I said, they got away with it this time, but I'm saying that's the thing. They got to be very selective, even in his MMA career, is that if they are this much a sycophants, they're going to get this guy hurt eventually. Yeah. You know the barbers that were in his corner? I don't know who they are. Are they his regular team from <laughs> yes. the, the. So they're, they're always with him. Yes. Oh, are, they oh, accredited, are they his mates or like are they accredited fight professionals in some capacity? Well, his coach is a Brazilian. Like they're all, they're either fighters or coaches, but they're okay. all also his friends. They're all also, there's team that he started when he started in uh, Ireland. They're pretty much the same guys. And that's why he still has them around. So like he's, like I said, so there's some loyalty there, but there's also, they're pretty much now just his, say, his yes men. And like I said, there's no one really counseling him. Like I said, 
it depends. MMA, he might get away with it for a while, but he's going to need some kind of voice or reason in there eventually. Mm. Well, and the my other thing is, you don't need that in the corner when you've carved your way into the sport. You know, oftentimes when Floyd Senior is talking, um, Floyd just doesn't pay attention. He's just like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, because he's like, I've been here, I've done that. Like, I, I know all the stuff. And uh, Connor can probably do that in MMA where he knows all the stuff. But if he's going into a new discipline, definitely some experienced, like, uh, opinions would be good. It'd definitely be beneficial. Yeah, like I said, if he's going to go back to boxing again, then he needs somebody that actually knows boxing. Because, hmm. like I said, you can get away with it, Polly, because Polly's not going to hit you that hard. But if they if they make something stupid and pick a bigger fight, you know, because who knows if they ever said, hey, Canelo, if Canelo beats GGG and they go, hey, this would be a monster fight, you know, who's going to sit there and say, hey, wait, you're going to get your head kicked in, you know, or punched mm-hmm. in. Uh, the only other point I want to make about this fight is I think Oscar played it completely wrong. You know, I I, I think like he, I think Oscar was like, cause he came out on Friday or whatever yep. saying this is a horrible disgrace. Cause I think he was no, thinking that's actually people, not what he said. Well, I know, but you know, you I, want I don't want to swear for the kids. Yeah. He said it was a fucking disgrace to boxing or something like that. No, what he said F you Mayweather McGregor. Both of you are oh, disrespecting okay. the sport of boxing. Canelo yeah. GGG September 16th. Yeah, I, I think he played it wrong. I, I think he thought that there was going to be a lot of backlash over the this this Mayweather McGregor fight, but like everyone seemed to like it. So now all these uh, MMA fans that might have been tuned into boxing, they're just going to disregard the yeah. Canelo fight. He's a grumpy old hater. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. pissing in the wind, you know, being annoyed at stuff. Yeah, like he really should embrace this and say, "Hey, I got a fight coming up three weeks." You know, if you want to see it, if you like what you saw, come and see my event. But maybe that Oscar, like maybe the sponsors aren't kicking in money for the Canelo fight because they all went to Mayweather or something. But yeah, I, I just think he played that completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make fun of it without going full hate mode. He could have said, hey, everyone, fights with one professional boxer are fun, but fights with two are better. And then yeah, yeah, his yeah. fight, you know, like that you don't have to go full heel on it uh, in order to get attention. No, but yeah, but it's just another thing like uh, Floyd, he got in his head when he beat him and Oscar's never been able to shake it. It's been 10 years, Oscar. Let it go. Well, my last comments are basically that I agree with you. And I think that from what I saw, so I don't watch All Access until after the fight. And then it just becomes comedy to me. So I watched All Access last night. I watched three of the four episodes. I watched the final one today. And uh, the thing that I noticed about McGregor, though, is that he's a really smart guy. Like, I got a lot of respect for him. He is very intelligent. Um, And the thing that makes him so intelligent is his willingness to be honest with himself. And Mm. he speaks a lot of the truth. And one of the things he said that I thought was, while very intelligent, also, it, it, it showed a flaw in him. And one of the things he said was that, I'm not gonna change my team. Um, one, my unpredictability, that, that's my best shot going into this. But two, these are the guys that got me here. This is what I've had for the, from the start, and this is what's worked. And uh, I'm not going to change it just you know, mm. because I got this new fight. And he also said, which was very smart, most of the time when, a, when fighters change teams, it's, they're trying to put the blame elsewhere, and they don't realize that they're the problem, and they're just trying to run away from a failure. And that's really... That, like, that's more honest or 
Yeah, it's a more honest statement that I've ever heard a boxer say when it comes to trainers because most of the time we see fighters very frequently switch trainers all the time trying to put blame somewhere else for why they lost a fight. I mean, we've seen Miguel yeah. Cotto go run through some of the best trainers in the sport, Oscar De La Hoya as well. They ran through the best trainers in the sport trying to find some way to find success when they didn't realize the success was themselves. And maybe if they made better choices, maybe if they actually listened, I don't know what what it would be, what the what the thing that would have been to give them success. But if they did that, that would probably be the thing that gave them success more so than switching a team. Now, somebody also needs to say to McGregor, though, and get him to realize there are serious limitations there that could have gotten him seriously hurt if, he, if the fight had gone a little differently. Suppose he wasn't stopped. Suppose they made this agreement that as long as McGregor was standing, we're going to let the fight go on. That could have had very horrible uh, consequences if it had happened. And suppose this fight wasn't with Mayweather and possibly was with Canelo. He would have been flattened on the floor. And now, would a boxing coach have changed that? Would Freddie Roach, um, Abel Sanchez, any of the best trainers in boxing have been able to prevent that outcome? I don't know. Maybe not. Hmm. But you can't, you now have an, ex- well, you now have a reason why and something to point to if something bad did happen, it's like, well, you know, he has nobody to blame. He didn't bring in somebody who really knows boxing. He had a striking coach. The fact that he's called a striking coach tells yeah. the story. And one final thing, um, in one of the all-access things, they're interviewing Molly, and McGregor's in the background doing kicks. Interesting. <laughs> so that's all I got to say on this fight. I really enjoyed it. I think it was great for boxing. I think everyone enjoyed it. I think boxing fans enjoyed it. MMA fans enjoyed it. Um, it was just a great event. And this is what you want to see. And this is, this is only boxing can do this. Boxing brings together a spectacle that no other sports event can do. And the UFC is approaching it. But it's not there yet. And that's, yeah. you know, you've been around for 20 years. You'll get there. Or actually, UFC been around for what? They're almost 30 years now? They came in together in what? The early 90s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've, you've got some time to go. But trust me, it's going to be amazing. So for UFC fans who are envious of boxing fans, who we get to have these amazing <laughs> events, and we're going to have one next month, your time's coming. And you're, you're on the fast track because you, you have the path. You have the recipe for this. And um, it was just, it was an amazing event overall. I was very happy. I was happy with the traffic we got um, in the chat room, on the sub, on the website. Everything has been great because of this fight. And Oscar did play it wrong. A rising tide brings, rises all ships, or as they say in Houston, a uh, mega storm. Never mind. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Floods my garage is how that phrase <laughs> finishes. So um, if you guys got nothing else, thank you for listening to this podcast. I know we went long and I know we only spent, uh, we spent most of the time talking about one fight and we'll do another podcast. And, you know, we got feedback saying that we should do longer podcasts and I don't necessarily want to do that because legitimately my throat starts to hurt after talking so much because I spend the rest of the, my time just sitting in silence watching fights. Um, but that's a story for another day. So um, leave a rating or review on iTunes. Leave comments. You disagree with us, let us know. Fred will respond. Simon, these guys always respond to all the feedback and they're always up for a debate. Me, not so much. I don't really like it, but these guys are, are their game. So, uh, Simon, Fred, thanks for joining the podcast. It was a first time pairing for you guys. How did you guys uh, like uh, talking with each other? I was scared of them. I'm scared of British people. Yeah, and, and you know, rightfully so. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you yeah, stopped fights we had a, too we had early. A good time. We, yeah, yeah we, um, 
I think it, we're yeah, in, we're, we're in agreement with both these issues. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, we, we I think it was it. Pick a pick a subject next time where we see the opposite side, and maybe hate each other. Did Cotto look good in his fight? <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> Simon, I think. Yeah, I yes think or so. no? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Would Cotto beat McGregor? Yeah, I think so. Would Camille yeah. die? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just not going to disagree on anything on this episode. All right. Thank you for listening. (laughs) So, are you finished? Uh, Done. You know, as you were speaking, that that ninth round, it struck me that it has a nice ring to it. Ninth round. Uh, You know, what's your expression? I don't know what it means, but born in 54, died in 63. Ninth round, right? I have no idea what it means, but I, I like the sound of it. I do, too. So, you know what? You just convinced me that Conor McGregor is going to knock out Floyd Mayweather Jr. in the ninth round. That's what I believe is going to happen. No. You believe that? You honestly believe that, Skip? You got to go to church. You got to go to church and apologize for lying on that television. Floyd Mayweather will effectively die in 63, as you say. (laughs) Floyd will hit the pine in nine. I just got a gut (laughs) feeling on this. What have I told you for perspective on this? Have I not been on this for about, how long have we talked about it? Six months? months. Way before the fight happened? What did I say from the start? And I have not wavered from my gut feeling. This fight is the wrong place and wrong time for Floyd at this stage and age of his career. Did I not say that from the start? Yep. It's just It just feels wrong for me. And I said, Floyd, on Undisputed six months ago, this is too dangerous for you. You're, you're not going to be ready for this guy at this stage and this age. Did I not say that? It's just a hunch. It's just a gut feeling. And my, my gut feelings have been pretty right on this show over the last you took 14 years. What's that? You take your probiotic? I take it That's every morning. That's what's wrong morning. with your gut. Yep. Rumbling. Probably hungry. So 